here on, I'm joined by Nick. Hey! And as you probably already heard, we're here with Sean from the Antifada. Say hello, Sean. Hey, what's up? Happy to be back I'm, to the bodega. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I um, I just have to, you know, put my foot down. Um, as someone living in Germany, I, I cannot stand uh, 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 being on a show uh, with someone whose show is also called uh, the Antifada. Oh. I've been told that then the German government says I'm not supposed to think that this is cool. Oh. Uh, so I am, as a good anti-Deutsch, I am putting my foot down. <laughs> And um, oh, it's dire here, Sean. It's dire. <laughs> I, I can only imagine. I'm interested in hearing much more about that. I will point out that five, six years ago, when we came up with the name Antifada, it was mostly to make the most annoying people and stupid people in the world angry. And it turns out well, it worked. It, Not perfect, just in America, yeah. but for the German authorities, too. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, like, the thing is, it's also very interesting is that then even, like, the German government's official position is, like, pretty much anti-Deutsch without the, like, you know, anti-Deutsch part. It's just, well, yeah, like, they don't they don't believe in the abolishment of all states bar Israel. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, I mean, like, if you if you push anyone in the government to that, yeah. gun to their head, they'd yeah. be like, which, which state's disappearing first, Germany or uh, Israel? And they'd I'm, be pretty, like, I'm pretty sure they, they did their damnedest to try to make Greece not exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, see, yeah. that's the thing. Anti-Fada yeah. Praxis. That's the thing. Is that then, yeah. They're fucking anti-Deutsch Praxis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. anti-Deutsch Praxis is like, you know, well, what if Greece becomes part of Germany and then we just like yeah. a ball? We're, like, like, we're, <laughs> we're destroying, we're like, we're getting started by destroying the ha- these states, Italy, Greece, Portugal, <laughs> Spain, Ireland. We, like, we have the to start pigs. somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right, baby. And then, you know, we can talk about Germany. Oh, man, they forget about us, Ireland. Maybe uh, it's like the whole thing of like with, um, you know, under like, like you know when like Stalin was trying to like like do his like justification of why the state's bureaucracy was getting so big it's like mm. no, no no it has to get really big before it like disappears <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe Germany has to get really big before <laughs> <laughs> my understanding uh, is uh, at least in economic terms you guys are shrinking by the day <laughs> so it's not working either it's not going great <laughs> turns out the entire economy was running on cheap Russian gas Surprise. and we thought would last forever <laughs> Uh, uh, Vandal Durch Handel? Is that the correct yeah. term for it? Yeah, Vandal Durch Handel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that didn't work uh, out so good. Huh? No, no, it did not. But speaking of money, I do have to. We uh, have to. We love money here on this podcast. We love money on this podcast. <laughs> What's not to love? Uh, yeah. Uh, it comes in all sorts of colors here. Um, Nigel Farage, who, a man. Oh, he's still around. All right. <laughs> Um, recently claimed that his bank account was shut down because of political reasons, because he's a political threat to the UK. Mm. <laughs> okay, whatever. Which, let that sit in your like mind. The damage is done, man. <laughs> what more Boss, can that fucking guy do? <laughs> but it's also, it's just like, okay, so maybe I'm giving away the goat. Maybe people have already seen the news. This is a lie. But, um,. You know, not, not, Nigel Farage low-key just listening to, like, Lil Uzi Vert's money longer being like, yeah, that's my life. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, it, he did kind of convince some people. He convinced some people on the left that this was true. And there were some people humming and hawing being like, oh, political suppression, bank account, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Yeah. There As, are some, I mean... The, yeah. I'm sure it's happened, but, like, UKIP wasn't, like... Golden Dawn. They didn't have like <laughs> paramilitary <laughs> units in the streets. You, but Nigel Farage wishes that it was Golden Dawn. Like, yeah, if he had the ability to like recreate 1981 National Front, I think he would have. I think like the 
the scope of their populism wasn't such that they could create a militia yet. Is are the British are the English people like really even capable no. of militia activity these days? I don't think they are, man. <laughs> no, I mean what since like can you really the av- I mean the average UKIP member did do horrible things in Northern Ireland, but that was like true, like, yeah, you know, yeah, but they're like they're I mean, old now. They're but old that wasn't self organized though. Yeah, or that was like literally the military. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, if Nigel Farage really wanted to fucking like create like a national front or a golden dawn, his natural constituency would be like uh, the prots in Northern Ireland, right? You get like the oh, Ul- Ulster yeah. Volunteer yeah. Force or whatever, and bring them to London and start cracking heads. So like the ones that like the members of the UVF who haven't like tried to become statesmen are all like drug dealers. Gun- <laughs> They're yeah, drug dealers and gun running and like posting TikToks where they have like a remix of Eiffel 65's Blue where the, so where the chorus is like I'm British till I die or whatever. Oh, God, Just like man, real that's... real cringe like uh, glowing eye compilations of Ian Paisley. <laughs> yeah, TikTok. absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I mean, like not the, a like fan the Ron of, DeSantis one that came out about LGBT, <laughs> but it's fucking Ian Paisley and it's about Catholics. There's lots of like truth social pictures pointed to Jerry Adams as like Adams Apple being like, where is he? He's secretly a woman. Um, all right. So I, I can now reveal the real reason of why his bank account got shut down. Um, so like the bank. Child porn. <laughs> the, the bank account in question is a Coots bank account. Do either of you know Coots? This is like the super exclusive bank. Um, for example, to have a Coots bank account, you have to have either two million pounds in the account, sorry, three million pounds in the account, or you have to give them an investment of one million pounds. And wow. um, he this sounds like a bad idea in general right now with mm. just inflate. Why would I want to have just that much money just sitting? I mean, there's all right, yeah. There's a columnist for the Telegraph in the UK who's from the family who started this bank, mm. and. She's like, at some point, their family added the name Money to their name. So her name is like Joan Money Coots. Joan Money Coots. What's some fucking like Mr. Krabs ass like (laughs) bullshit is this? Uh, I I once went to the gravesite of somebody named Business Business Coin Coin. Hell yes. In, In New Orleans, you can go at one of those beautiful old graveyards they have. There was somebody who changed their name to... Business, business, coin, coin. Oh, I thought it was going to be like a Russian oligarch or whatever that you like ended up in. Like, uh, uh, it was just a Cajun. I don't know. Yeah. It's Cyrillic business, yeah. business, coin, coin. Well, yeah, because well, yeah, because that became the word for business. So the word for businessman in Russian is businessman. Yeah. And the word for, for the, a female or a, a woman who is a, a businesswoman is not business jinxina or business, oh, yeah. whatever. It is literally business manka. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which rocks so fucking hard because they're just like, well, screw it. They were like, capitalism, baby. We're we're embracing it, but not even going to bother with like trying to like put that word like, yeah, business business What are you, woke? We're not doing that. Yeah, there's only two genders. It's man and Mienka. (laughs) (laughs) So this Coots family, they're Coots money Coots. They, uh, They have their own exclusive bank. Right, my money, so my money, Ron. real coots. Yeah, it's a, 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 it's, it's like, I never heard of it until I moved to the UK. It's, actually, it's really funny in the sense that you can convince rich people into like the dumbest financial decisions if you just tell them it's exclusive. Yeah, that's well, true. Yeah, 
this is definitely Nigel Farage's case because as we open this conversation with you forgetting this guy existed, yeah, true. He's running out of money, and that's no what- shit. He's running out of money. <laughs> of course, he's putting his. He has all of his money in a in in, in a in a Coots bank account while there's like he's you know got- inflation fucking going on. He's fucking like, with Coots coin over yeah, here. Yeah, Coots coin. Yeah, just straight to the moon, Coots coin. Um, he spent all his money on like trying to create a bored ape that's just like a Union Jack guy smoking uh, an <laughs> F.A.G. <laughs> yeah. But it's random every time, so he just kept buying apes until it came out the way he wanted. Yeah. <laughs> what he if, blew yeah. it all on slurp juice. <laughs> <laughs> My apes, they're mutating. <laughs> God damn it. I forgot about all that stuff. <laughs> so he's, he's actually losing money, though. Yeah, yeah. And he, That's he was, great. Yeah, good. He, he was offered like a regular like pleb account. At like Nat West, He's which like, is no, not my fucking coots coin. What Here's an idea: Why doesn't he get a regular fucking job like the rest of us? No, so you see, that's okay. That's what we're going to call option two because option mm. one is immediately go to the press, lie about why your bank account <laughs> is being shut down, and then have everyone believe you for some reason. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Who like? Oh, whatever. I'm not going to ask it. The UK is just a, is an island of sadness and, yeah. and despair. That yeah, sure. Fine. Well, now that like free speech is a thing, I think everybody or like people who consider themselves to have uh, counter systemic politics, let's say, mm-hmm. are really ready to like jump on the um, the dissent and repression sort of theme. Yeah. Like so much so much of the left, the progressive left, and even the Marxist left is like skirting over into uh, like spiked online territory. When it comes to, I mean, like, that's where Spite Online kind of came from. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, living I mean, Marxism and stuff. Yeah, yeah living was, Marxism to Spike Online pipeline is real. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there is like it's it just kind of is just that that just truth always within the left of that. Then you're gonna have that like stupid, just like I will take anything as counter, not not counter, not, not counter, but like you know, like the best example is uh, what, what's the uh, like, what's his name Blumenthal's website and whatnot Gray Zone oh Gray Zone yeah yeah like that's like the most just like everything's an op everyone's yeah. trying out to get me it's like bro like one you guys' journalism is like fucking hack as shit half yeah. the time it's also like you're doing Google searches and pretending that you're like have like a CIA as you know like a like you're doing like you know like you know espionage and whatnot where it's like all your information i can find on a basic google search and two you know yeah like they'll go and like defend like the most like insane right-wing freaks because like oh they're being oppressed like no like they're not and if they are i don't kind of care <laughs> like i don't care <laughs> if, you know if, if nigel farage were to have all this money confiscated by the british government my reaction would be like damn they're actually doing anti-fascism Great, <laughs> I don't care. mine would be a simple lol yeah, exactly. I don't, you know, not not everything. I mean, yes, I can acknowledge the sense that then when people I don't like bad things happen to them, I'm going to be happy about it, even if it's people that I don't like who are doing it. I don't care. Yeah. There's like there's real principles at stake and people are right to defend in principle uh, free speech and like in case by case basis. Yeah. Like if we have yeah. the ability to do something about it, we should do it. But like the left of as an organized force isn't going to stop the UK government, the US government, the German government from, you know, stopping, uh, you know, crushing dissenting speech or whatever. So it turns into this weird, like, masturbatory sort of, I guess, virtue signaling, right? Where 
where people are like, uh, oh, we have to fight for the rights of Nigel Farage or else they're going to come for our rights. It's like, <laughs> nah, they're I'm coming good. for our rights anyway. Like already, yeah, exactly. Be, Whatever they're doing to him, they've already done to the left, like, you know, yeah. ages yeah. ago or whatever. So it's like, oh, well. Oh, well. Womp womp. Womp womp, indeed. <laughs> um, so... We have some we have some local German Berlin news. Though. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, cool. I mean, give it yeah. to me. Which is uh, we're not allowed to have money anymore. <laughs> yeah yes. no hey yes. do you like do you like do you like nice things like having you know trash picked up, uh, a place mm. for homeless people to sleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Do you like having a Christmas market? Oh, that's gone too. Yeah, it's gone too. Whoa, the really? Christmas so, you guys have abolished the value form. You really so, did it. Yeah. I didn't think it happened in Berlin first. <laughs> One of the so the thing is is that then Berlin had a had a of uh, a, a re-election. A weird coup election. A weird thing. yeah, literally, yeah. I, I I will I will take the uh the 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 true position in that this was a CDU coup. Yeah. So because Gray of zone a, style. Yeah, exactly. Uh the CDU's after me, they're CDU. It was like agents. color revolution. <laughs> <laughs> this was your yeah. Maidan Square. There are CDU agents faxing me mean things. <laughs> uh, they're on to me. <laughs> um no, so um well, when was the, the last Berlin election was during the federal election, so 2019. 2021. 2021 was the Super Yeah, yeah. So, Super Valia. Super Valia. And voted on everything. The local Berlin government uh, was more or less reelected into a sense of a red, red, green coalition mm-hmm. uh, with. Our lovely mayor, Francisca Giffey, who should not be anywhere near power, no. um, turned out the sense that there was a bunch of election irregularities that were hilariously mostly only in like CDU areas and mm. whatnot. Also during this election, too, for our listeners, this is when the um, Deutsche Wohnen and Cohen Eignen uh, uh, vote came through. Seize all the landlords' properties. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Three yeah, we heard of that over here in America. Yeah. Yeah. So that was uh, passed with like 56 Close to 60%. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, And uh, so the election got redone for just the local government. And uh, miraculously, although there were still just as many election irregularities as there was last time Mm. in the exact same areas, the CDU won and didn't complain about it because, you know, why would you do that? Also, you know, turnout was much lower, this and that and that, so on and so forth. Yeah. And now we have the... uh it should be legal to fuck my car yeah. government. <laughs> so the CDU then has then taken on a, uh, like, they've been on a war path of anything because they know that, that they're going to be voted out very quickly. Yeah. Um, and uh, Ted on Spassbremse did, like, a very good synopsis about this uh, very shortly on, on their newest episode. I don't know if it's out yet. I had to edit it, but it was very good, <laughs> which is why it reminded me of this. And um, the, 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 the current government's kind of just, like, like doing a, you know, in it to win it. We're going to fuck up everything as quick as we can. Mm. Bike mm. lanes, uh, fuck those. Why would you want those? Why would you want to ride your bike when you could ride your fucking SUV down the most miserable mm. roads in Germany? Um, they're uh, opening up Friedrichstrasse, well, last week. Or wait, is it? This? Yeah, it was for context, Sean. They they pedestrianized a, a central street in this city, and mm-hmm. then like every conservative columnist and party member acted like it was their personal nine eleven. Yeah. Oh, I see. It is a street yeah. that um is you shouldn't drive down because it is miserable and um 
Uh, it's faster to take every other form of public. It is literally you can walk faster than the cars going past. You. So it's like a traffic zone, basically. It is, yeah. It is. It's a waste of time. And the thing that's so funny with that one is that then the reason why it got turned originally back into a pedestrian zone was because there was a woman um, who owned like a wine shop who just complained. Yeah. And then they were like, she then did a complaint to the the local government and then it went up high enough in the courts were like, oh, well, yeah, actually this is illegal because this is car country, baby. Yeah. Mm. You know, we make all the cars. So, you have to honor them. All this bad mm. shit's happening and the CDU is like, well, you know who really fucking sucks? It's this heavily, you know, migrant area of Berlin, Neukölln, mm. that mm. then doesn't vote in our favor. So we're just going to do the most brutal austerity to ourselves. Mm. And again, parks not going to be cleaned. Trash pickups not going to happen. Um, the best Christmas market in town, uh, the one in Rixdorf, is going away the for Christmas two years. The Christmas market is so weird to me because, like, the... The, the CDU is doing... The Christian yeah, Democrats. Yeah, Christian right in it. <laughs> yeah. We should be doing, all about the Christmas. Yeah, they're doing a, they're, yeah, they're doing a, they're doing a Christian false flag operation. <laughs> the Christian the Democrats, Christmas. increasingly less Christian and Democratic. <laughs> yeah. So um, that is the, like, I... I I knew, like, we all kind of knew that this government was going to be really shit because, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the very first thing that they did was a um, very illegal consultation with Microsoft and the landlord lobby, mm. right, when they, like, before they even, like, made their coalitions, they met with representatives from those two things to the point that every person in Microsoft who met with them apparently got fired. Oh, fun. Yeah. Oh, so, Bill uh, Gates purged them. Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> because they thought that then that they were going to use Microsoft, a country that makes no actual physical things for like, you know, cables, this and that and that things yeah. that you would need to like digitize your economy. Yeah. Uh, they thought this government, the CDU, remember the median age of the CDU voters, like 67, mm. thought that it would be good to bring Microsoft on to then digitize your economy. That's the only tech company they remember. Yeah. Which then you like literally have telecom in no, Cone, which no. is a company that literally makes everything to no. then do it. They're like, fuck that. We got to like, you know, be big brain Berlin nonsense whatever Germans finally got the South Park movie where they shoot Bill Gates point blank and they're like <laughs> we should get him to make the internet yeah, go exactly <laughs> yeah what I was reading like- there was in our local paper which is called the New York Times uh there was a uh, <laughs> article about the Mittelstand there was an article about um like uh these small media these medium and small size family uh companies and how the war and all the sanctions or whatever have really kicked their asses so yeah that's I don't know too much about it, but like it sounds like uh, digitization is one of these things that Germany's really behind on, and all the paperwork still has to be done by hand and stuff. Oh like that. yeah, it's like uh, I think Germany, in terms of um, for uh, this is the thing, is that then it's so foreign to me now, living here for so long. We're just used to the shitty internet. Yeah, what's the, what's the, what's the new internet called? Not DSL. Oh, um, fiber optic. Fi- fiber optic. Cable. Fiber optic. Yeah. Eight percent of all of Germany is on that. Wow. Yeah. This Which is Europe's depressing. leading economy, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys are like in a weird way. You're like like if steampunk was about like the 80s or something. Like so you for, have this like yeah, really exactly. strong manufacturing economy, but like. If you love facts, you know, everything's still by paper. It's like the movie Brazil or something. Why? Like why do we need internet? It doesn't make the cars. Right. I don't need that. Yeah. <laughs> we spend all our internet money on widgets. 
and widget yeah. makers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so just wanted to give a little update with the, um, you know, the, the, the current government of literally from hell. Yeah. It's um, interesting because in uh, in the southern parts of the United States, um, there's also this statewide movement to undermine local, especially municipal democracy such as it exists because you have in a place like Texas all these quote unquote like blue cities in the larger red zone and mm. a lot of them pass like minimum wage ordinances and like labor ordinances and environmental ordinances and there's this big move by like the state's rights people to eliminate uh, municipal uh, right to even do those things anymore so it's an interesting dynamic I guess both here and over there yeah where there's like these local elections where if things don't go like the center right party's way they like to come in and just yeah i mean like the the reason for the the noikon austerity is something i just don't understand because like it is one of these like the thing that's so funny with the cdu's with with the current government is that then if they just did like anything they could actually probably win like re-election very easily mm. because berlin's notoriously a city that then's like oh well you know like every conservative just just asshole will will bitch about how oh you know berlin doesn't run this and that and that and then the cdu came in with like the easiest job on earth which is that like every paper and every cons- which the majority of german media is conservative coming in being like you are given like a silver platter of you will be talked about nicely mm. and they're just going in and just literally doing every horrible thing that you could possibly imagine. Like the only thing that they have on their on their goal is that they want to finish this stupid highway that's not going to actually do anything, the A100, mm. and they want to do more parking spaces, which is like, dude, you don't need, like, for fuck's sake, like Berlin's, for a European city, Berlin is a fine place to drive in i don't drive Ooh. but it's like you know it's not like i mean i just i just got back from athens like fuck off like talk uh, about a city that you could not navigate a car around in. <laughs> oh no we're, we're we're getting we're getting like european wide reports of like uh, um oh every every city in europe is going in the right direction in terms of like green infrastructure yeah. uh, mm. uh, improving trains bike lanes making bikes super accessible blah 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 except for notably berlin yeah now. and it's like it's like, literally- it's like vandalism it's like political vandalism they're up to right now. It's like spite, right? It seems like yeah, because this is spite. This is the thing because like the huge, the like narrative around. I often compared it to the way that like a lot of America feels about New York is like how mm. a lot of Germany feels about Berlin because they fucking hate this city. Because well, then make your cities better. Yeah, well, sorry, they, like the bar hate, is quite low. Here. They hate this city because, like, one, it's a city that doesn't like has historically not really voted for the CDU, the default party. Um, they kind of like vote for Die Linke, and like we're pretty much like apart from like an East German state, we're like the only state that ever viewed Die Linke as a normal party, yeah, rather mm. than like haram that you cannot touch. Mm. Um, and then at the same time they get like pissed off that unlike New York, we don't make any money um, mm. in the same way. Like all the money and capital is still kind of like in the West and the South. Mm. Um, but then like the irony of all this is that like Berlin is historically a bankrupt city because it was the CDU, the last CDU government in the city that fucking threw a weird banking uh, uh, public procurement scandal, yeah. bankrupt mm. the entire city. Uh, that's just been completely memory like hold, and now mm. everyone just thinks it's bankrupt because we had like 
the communists, not even the communists, like Die Linke. Because you had bike lanes. <laughs> because yeah. we had bike lanes. Bank. Because we had, we had woke or whatever. We had yeah. nightclubs. Um, yeah. Some of which are Zionist. But like, with, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like it, it's still a very strange, it's very a frustrating setup of like the, the party that bankrupted us last has come back saying like, oh, those other parties, they were the ones who bankrupted us. Anyway, we have the steering wheel now. So we're going to. Mm-hmm have fun with this one. They're, they're going to burn it to the ground. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know what they say? Go woke, go broke. <laughs> that's, that's the, yeah, the CDU definitely, uh, they, 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 they do be saying that. The, I love, the yeah. thing that's also just so funny with that too, is that, that it's like the CDU also, um, got a government then to being like, Oh yeah, we're going to be like really great for the landlord lobby. And then within like the last two months, the entire, like, uh, Berlin's, uh, um, real estate market is so bad that it's going to probably send a like chain reaction to the rest of Europe of just crashing. Mm. Uh, like prices have dropped like hundreds of percentages in terms of real estate speculation. Berlin They're was- trying to be the landlord party. And uh, if there's one thing I know landlords love, and that's when the trash isn't picked up by the municipal government. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's bad because like, Berlin had like the fastest growing rent of any city in Germany, and it mm-hmm. was like pure speculation. Yeah, yeah, and those right. rents have all crashed. Oh no, the, not rent, but real estate prices have crashed. Yeah, the rents are still kind of going up because they're they're delayed. No, the rents are also going down now too slowly. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Like there's all these like panic things if you read like Handelsblatt and whatnot, like the, like German version of the Financial Times being like, oh, like what do I do? <laughs> it's like maybe you don't fucking speculate. Yeah. Did you have uh, a similar Airbnb crash that we had? Or is Airbnb uh, even legal in Berlin anymore? It's regulated a lot more. Yeah, Airbnb is regulated okay. a lot more here. It was illegal for a while, and you were there, people were like, like doing black market stuff or whatever, and then yeah. Berlin realized that wasn't the best option. Because I, I talked with Derek Varn on an episode that came out on our show last week, and there's crazy statistics out there, the amount that short-term rentals have distorted uh, the market, not just in you know longer-term rentals for people to live in, but also the housing market. It turns out that revenues are down like 50% in major cities for Airbnb all over the country. And it turns out that there's twice as many uh, homes, buildings, which are being used exclusively for Airbnb than there are houses available on the entire United States housing market. So the Airbnb crash, all this speculation of landlords buying up buildings in order to rent them out short term is about to, like you said, in Berlin, like ripple throughout the entire American economy, too. So rent might be getting cheaper in like, a, you know, Ooh. a couple of years or so. Oh, yeah, I can hold that. I got a, I got a, I got a letter today for a 7% increase in my rent and I'm pissed off. Isn't it only is that legal in Berlin? No, yeah. it's not legal. 5% is illegal. No, because no. it's it's tied to inflation oh. and inflation's been fucking uh, insane. Fuck off. Yeah. I mean, are you part of the uh, the... Oh, like the the building WhatsApp group is going insane because we all got the same letter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very farcical because we hadn't we hadn't got post boxes in our building for ages, and we've been complaining, complaining, complaining. You know that you can probably get like money back for not having a post box if you're part of the meet of. We'll 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 try that, yeah, for sure. Because then we we all opened our post boxes for the first time today, and in there is a letter saying your rent is going up. Oh boy. Yeah. All right. Anyway, moving on, um, we have to do an update on France. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kicking off. Um, First things first. Did you know France is falling apart because Snapchat and the Macron government 
has to stop Snapchat and that will stop everyone That's rioting. what's doing it, huh? Apparently. Definitely not wow. systemi- systemic racism amongst the police. No. It's, no. it's, it's the puppy dog filter that makes you look like a puppy dog. It's the fact that you can't take screenshots of people's risque photographs when they send them to you or something. Risque, a French word. <laughs> ah, <there we> <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's well, that's Dupont, uh, Dupont Messi, was the, the, the like interior minister has been like, the oh. riots will stop if we just uh, uh, get rid of Snapchat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they wanted to do like a blanket social media ban, don't they? Like, that Fuck was, me. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Like Didn't they, did I see, like, this might have been like uh crazy right-wing disinformation but did they shut the internet off for a little bit in france no no, they were actually like like uh, apparently they were trying to at least shut down like some social media uh, Mm. sites and whatnot um because they they claim that the riots are coordinating via things like snapchat yeah probably i mean they probably are i mean like it's going to be like one of those cases of like some random account has to like oh let's all meet up here and it's like a central square in a city that everyone was going to meet up yeah, at exactly. anyway. It's, like, so it's, like, it's literally France and there's shit going down. That square is going to be like just yeah, it's going to be popping, annihilated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but like, so we we did in our last episode we talked about like the origins of this riots. It's depressing. Let's not talk about that too much. What we're going to talk about is some more uh, a vile character that has appeared in this, which is a one um, Jean Messia, um, mm-hmm. who was interviewed by Euronews as a French activist because he set up a kind of like equivalent to like a GoFundMe type of thing. Why do I feel that then if you're being interviewed by Euronews, you have to be just automatically a ghoul? Yeah, because the audience of Euronews is just me. Basically, yeah, it's just, it is you and then like three other freaks in Brussels, a handful and of me t- now too because I'm off of Twitter. So I I do the Euro News, uh, the Euro News daily check. But the thing that's so funny about Euro News is that it doesn't get updated very often. No, it doesn't. It's, I'm it's, looking at Euro News dot uh, com right now, and yeah. this is the first time I uh, I've yeah. ever seen it before or even what? heard of it. It's, it's a, weird it's, that it's a European, allegedly a European news thing, but it's a dot com at the end. Yeah, yeah. Based it's, in America, I guess. Oh no, dot coms is cheap. Yeah, it's, it's oh, okay. international. Um, but like, yeah, Euronews. It's 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 around. It provides it provides a lot of translation stuff. It's pretty decent in that sense. But yeah, it's just me and a handful of dentist offices that are watching. <laughs> um, so the anyway, Jean Messia has raised one million euro um, for the cop who shot in the hell and his family. Mm. Um, believing that uh, he he blames Nahel, he blames Nahel's family for what went down. Uh, he also blames Macron for abandoning the police. So what, like, kind of fucking mental like gymnastics are you doing to the sense that then that you're blaming a kid for him being unarmed and shot in the head? He, yeah, it's it's you get a all, death sentence for driving without a, a license. It's just like in the United States. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like the thing that's just so funny too of all this bullshit is that then the French will be the first people to tell you, "Oh no, no, we're not like Americans." But it's like when it comes to this shit, yeah, they are more American than any other fucks in all of Europe. Even the it's, Germans, the most like policed, like self policing people on earth, mm, are not this insane. Yeah, you. I mean, I don't know all the history of uh, French policing. I know they got those crazy riot cops. What are they called? The the Bravem. Yeah, those those dudes are crazy. I was warned last time I was in France by them. They were out on the streets on like a Friday yeah. night throwing their their weight around and shit. But like, not 
what's happening in France is somewhat specific to France, but like what I've noticed is the weird American ways of processing these things are starting to spread elsewhere. Like just the whole idea of doing a GoFundMe for a killer cop is so redolent of like a, a George Zimmerman or a, yeah, what yeah. was that little piece of shit that shot those those two people during the George oh, Floyd in uprising? Oh, in Sicacho uh, or something? Rick, Rick, Rick and Walt, whatever his name was. Uh, oh. It seems like oh, Americanism, Kyle, Kyle, the worst Kyle, parts of it are Kyle spreading Rittenhouse. everywhere. Kyle yeah. Rittenhouse, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so like it's weird because it's kind of successful at the same time, but it's also at the same time like so on its face American yeah. that it's like, it's kind of weird how it appeals to the far right or like it's success being overstated because you have like, you have political parties in France that will like, like bemoan the fact that like lots of French teenagers now eat at McDonald's, right? Like an Mm. American chain. And at the same time, we'll blame the problem on le wokeism. Um, right yeah they're like picking and choosing what part of the deranged like american cultural and political format they want to take on yeah we're like in germany they'll just like the right here like i mean by right i mean like the general right from things like publications like bid and yeah and whatnot we'll just take the slop in every form and just force feed themselves all the American bullshit. Whatever is going on in the US, they will try to force that into Germany to mm. like in like the laziest ways possible. Mm. So like yeah, like I mean there is I guess a bit of a difference in the sense that then France is like, France will resist American yeah. influence more. Germany is views America or the German right especially that slot baby. They view it very <laughs> patriarchally or yeah. whatever, yeah. You guys um, have wokeness over there? Oh, of oh, course yeah, yeah. we have wokeism. It was a, a, a wokeism. Uh, yeah. uh, it was a it was a German columnist who came up with the wonderful term woko haram. Like, uh, oh, wow! <laughs> congrats, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah that's to Germany for that yeah. one. Yeah, he's very proud. To my homie Oth Poshot, if Oth you're out there, listen to this episode. I miss you, bud. Uh, you never <laughs> let me. You never let me whip around in your Porsche with you, listening to Chief Keef like you said I could. Yeah. <laughs> He uh, um, he thought Nick was the streets on Twitter for a bit. And he thought it was his He followed me for a bit. Yeah, because a lot of oh, react, like a lot of reactionaries in Germany. He used to be a DJ in Berlin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I forgot, oh, forgot about that. Right. One. Yeah. yeah, his 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 doctoral thesis was well, on. Plus, shared culture. with me his the, uh, his Spotify wrapped one year. <laughs> he like sent it to me. <laughs> And he was like, bro, like, what did you get? And, like, mine was all over the place. It was, like, you know, a little bit of, like, I don't know, like, Future yeah. and, like, you know, whatever, some, like, eight death metal bands, whatever. And, like, Ulf Postrat's number one was Drake. Of course. Which uh, really <laughs> just encapsulates the mindset. This is of, the editor-in-chief of, like, the largest paper in this yeah, country. Oh, my God. If time truly is a flat circle, the last time uh, Germany... Somebody came and made Germany great again. It was a day class A down on his luck uh, Viennese artist. Can only imagine <laughs> if next time it's a uh, down on their luck day class A former Berlin DJ. Yeah, he'll be Bavarian in origin. 100%. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We don't we don't pull from Viet. We don't pull from Austria anymore. They're rich now. They don't come here. Anymore. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 
you know, they they say, oh, if only Hitler had gone to art school, you guys need to create like a DJ academy now to like suck up all those impending fascist Oh, DJs. no, no, no. That would be horrible. I no, don't we have wanna... to do it. Oh, Berlin God. DJ Academy. Come on, man. Yeah, that that idea practically that might be the actually, Wait, actually, that's a great idea. That might be the like the, the, the straw that breaks the camel's back that then ruins all this stuff in Berlin that's so overplayed. Is if just yeah. like... Oh my god! Yeah, that'd be sick. All right, we're gonna do it. We're gonna fucking do it. We're, we're gonna ruin. We're gonna techno. get some of that Coots money. We're gonna exactly. get an exclusive Coots account. <laughs> I'm gonna, we're I'm gonna, gonna use sell all my some Coots Brexit coin. NFTs, yeah. and we're yeah. gonna <laughs> fundraise for the for the Berlin Ibiza DJ Academy. That's we're right, baby. Put it somewhere and cheap like Greece, so we can afford to run it. <laughs> and we're gonna kill techno in Berlin yeah. once and for all Perfect. because it's 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 a bit too like i have, have you been noticing like lately no. that then the f- i've i lived no i don't mean unaware. i don't mean i don't no no i mean like going around town like the tourism's gotten like w- more on the nose like oh i'm here to fucking go party uh. it's like, yeah it's always been that way but like i feel that then it's gotten maybe i'm just a grumpy adult now and i fucking mm. hate it but oh my god i don't Welcome need to, to have my like, world <laughs> uh, I don't like. I don't need to be in the U-Bahn. Realize that then, like forty percent of the people in here are not from here, and just gonna be like, "Oh my god!" Like I'm nineteen, I can't even get into the clubs. So, yeah. but I'm gonna have my crazy Berlin weeklies. Like, just just stay in the Netherlands or in wherever the fuck that you are from. Just leave us alone. You know, <laughs> the, this is all a fish. fad because of TikTok to you. So just yeah. stay home. The fish rots from the head. You're gonna have to go like. Uh, get Sven from Berghain or something like that, and I don't know. Get him to to stand down. <laughs> stand yeah. down, sir. Stand down. <laughs> I'll gladly, yeah. I'll gladly do that. You don't understand. <laughs> You've done enough, Sven. You've done it. That's the thing that sucks too. Is that like I like I like clubs and stuff like that. It's just so like it's just so unbearable now. Yeah, there's a little. Uh, uh... There's like a handful of people who make it their whole personality. It's which too is, much, yeah. yeah. And they're much. all they're all Dutch or British or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, they come here. And or then, they're all from Hessen. Freaks. Yeah. I have freaks. Every last one of them. Because <laughs> they, they, they had too much cocaine in Frankfurt. Anyway, anyway. And then they come to Berlin and there's no coke here. There isn't. We can't afford coke. It's all ketamine here. <laughs> the economy. <laughs> thanks to CDU austerity. <laughs> yeah, thanks no to more CDU coke. austerity. My, my friends and I can't do, you know, uh, the lowest grade of coke in Europe. Absolute <laughs> trash coke. Um, did, Sean, did you see the op-ed that Zizek wrote on the yeah, French riots? Yeah, I did read it. Um, the what, ru- what do you, the what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, of course, it's in the New Statesman. The New Statesman mm. is is classic. They just they had a piece recently about like against the fifteen minute city by someone from like the Ford Institute. Mm. Um, That's right, baby. Yeah, uh, big I don't see country. any conflict of interest. No. There. <laughs> yeah, not at all. <laughs> no. um, he means they, they mean Henry Ford the Third, obviously. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know if you know this, but they named the auditorium at at the university that I went to, Freie Universität in Berlin. They named they named it after Henry Ford. Um, completely. They missed out the fact that he was a massive Nazi. Yeah. They're like, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's not Henry Ford. It's Henry Ford III. As in his <laughs> son. <laughs> the Henry uh, Ford Institute for Advanced Anti-Semitism. <laughs> yeah. for, 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 the Henry Ford Institute of Phrenology. Yeah, the, the, the Henry yeah. Ford Institute for uh, Advanced 
pamphlet distribution techniques. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, it's a weird article. The article basically summarizes with the entire point of it. The rest of it is kind of, like, leading up to this one tiny paragraph. He could have just, like, mm. tweeted this out of, like, yet if the left disregards public safety, it is con- it's conceding to the enemy an important domain of dissatisfaction that in a time of anarchy pushes people to the right Everyday insecurity hurts the poor much more than the rich who live calmly in their gated communities. Um, which is... So then therefore you should then give in and support the law and order that then is making your life worse? Like, Chijik's gotten really dumb lately. I, there's three... There's three there's three kind of like technical things that I fault. I mean, he's also on. coming off of the last op-ed that I read from him was why NATO was good. So like, you know, really yeah. he's knocking it out of the park here. <sighs> yeah. He, I mean, the, 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 the most glaring thing from this article that I saw was trying to connect the little weird mutiny. They had uh, the Wagner mutiny with yeah. the riots in France as though those two things can be, can be comparable. It's like apples and oranges. Yeah, so that was like the the kind of like the three technical faults I get him on of like this is like such nitpicky shit and not like you know grand theory of like disputing his point, but like yeah, I don't really see the like he's trying to make this point that they're connected because like oh look, various states are falling apart, mm. but like France has been down this road before in a way that didn't result in their collapse. Like mm-hmm. the 2005 riots in the Banyus in France were much bigger than this. Mm. Um, and like, I hope it gets bigger in France, but like every time something similar to like Prigozhin's thing has happened in Russia, it did genuinely herald change. Like fucking, mm. uh, uh, watch a guy taking the fucking tank to parliament in the 90s or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the drunk. Um, <laughs> forgotten his name. Yeltsin. 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 Yeah. <laughs> um, I also too forgot. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Some, some. The guy with the tank. Yeah, uh, the drunk, one, I like that. Yeah, that one drunk, <laughs> the drunk with the tank. Guy, the drunk yeah. tank. <laughs> the only drunk Russian person the ever. Only, yeah, <laughs> everyone else in Russia is, you know, stone sober. Yeah, teetotalers. Um, the other technical points were just like, the smaller one of like gated communities don't really exist as much in France. In France, like the 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 French, like the French rich, really love living in central Paris. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, they're in the true. thick yeah. of it. They live in like Goblin or some shit. Like yeah, that. yeah. Like there's fancier neighborhoods or whatever, but like the the riots are definitely like in their vicinity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Chijek's also writing for an Anglo audience. Yeah, here, so. yeah. And then the third point is like he describes Macron as a technocrat, which mm. like. He's a terrible person, but he has passion. Like he believes in things that are just kind of like he's no, not like. I mean, like I, get, I, I would say that then, like Macron is kind of just like the most. Like you compare yeah, him to he, like he um, is, like he is the most stereotypical like technocratic leader in Europe, but that doesn't necessarily. I mean, like. What is Macron passionate about, right? They, whenever yeah, like, you bring up Macron, it's like from his Jupiterian heights, he like decrees down onto the public. I guess he's passionate about green technology or no? The the, the big one for him that like makes him different from a lot of people around him is, or not all people around him, but like it's, it's just in the water in France. He's a Gaullist. He kind of like uh, believes yeah. in this like united Europe and like the, his like long peace talks thing, like phone calls he did. With yeah, Putin. yeah, yeah. Um, he's like a De Gaulle adequate for like the dying neoliberal era. Basically. Yeah, he's he's um, he's more akin to, I think, like maybe 
Tony Blair than he is to like one of the faceless people they put in charge of Italy. Yeah, but I think in the sense that Macron, the reality of Macron is actually much more in the sense that he is a faceless technocrat that could be replaced with anyone in his party. And that's why he replaces everyone in his own party <laughs> continuously because he realizes he's fucking useless. Yeah, yeah Anyone yeah. could do Macron's position in his made up ass party. And Macron, I think, as a somewhat intelligent person who has a massive identity crisis because, again, he has he thinks that he has a personality similar to Trump or something like that, but he's horribly uninteresting. No one in mm. France gives two shits about what Macron does, says, or whatever, and he thinks that then people do. Yeah. And the reality of it is is that then the French people, you could have any fuck in there who's from his party in his position. The only thing is that then Macron himself believes his shit and no one else around him does. That his Jupiterian God complex that he has, you know, like yeah. his European He's, federalism stuff could be done by anyone, you know? It is kind of true. Like it's... Technocrat, I think maybe it's a little bit of a quibble, but he's not like a Mario Draghi type, right? Yeah, like Mario yeah, yeah. Draghi in Italy is put in there as like uh, a, a placeholder for like the banking system of Europe, essentially. And he's like this sort of bloodless freak who just sort of like goes about trying to, you know, do just as little austerity as possible to like, you know, get the, the bond sold. He's, hmm. I think Macron definitely claims to be more of a politician in the mode of de Gaulle in that like French greatness is kind of like his mission in a moment when French greatness is kind of impossible. I mean, maybe if, if Germany, if you guys get bad enough, French greatness, will come oh, we're back, on our way. they're losing <laughs> West Africa. You know, they, they've had yeah. this like semi colony for 60 years and they're, and they're in the process of losing it. Yeah. They're fucking up. Um, yeah. Like I think, there's just something about Macron that just like he's definitely got this vibe of like he thinks he's better than he is. Yeah. A hundred percent sure. And like he doesn't have the charisma to back it up though, which is what I'm saying. Is that so actually they... this was something that like I think is very like Anglo press versus like how the French think of it. Yeah. Which mm. is I remember these Vox Pops they did at either the last French election, either like a Le Pen rally or a Zemmour rally, one of the like far right characters in the in mm. the mix. And they were asking people about Macron and what they thought of him because he's trying to get reelected. And like, I think the impression that we have of like in the English speaking world of like the French right was like, oh, they'll probably think of him like the American right thought of Obama. Like he's a secret communist, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But like they were all just like, oh, yeah, no, he's right wing. He's just not right wing enough. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. they, they kind of do think he has like some kind of Christian Democrat kind of credentials or whatever said yeah, I mean, right. If he was passionate about one thing, it was fucking pension reform, right? Raising the fucking retirement <laughs> right, French through. workers and he jammed that down everybody's yeah. throat. It and destroyed it was the, one the last thing that he really stood for, you know? Yeah. I mean he really he really is the only thing I guess that he's like really passionate about is just like the most like outdated neoliberal reforms oh, yeah. that just like can't exist in a like modern yeah. world. You he's, know? A, he's a true yeah, believer of neoliberalism. Thirty like. years ago he might have yeah. been able to like uh, riding the wave of like neoliberal reforms, he may have been yeah. able to push through like his real loving heart projects, but it's kind of like the end of that era, right? Now. Oh yeah, like, exactly. I mean, this is the thing that then that that's why I think you see this 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 trend of people like Orban and whatnot that are popping up, you know, more and mm. more within the right that are like nationalists, but also like in terms of like social policy, like not 
neoliberal. You know, you Although can't. Bad, they're yeah. natalists. They believe yeah. in price controls. Yeah. They believe like, in some form of protectionism. They're willing to um, make like alliances with the Putins of the world as opposed to like calling in this sort of neoconservative way yeah. for like the rise of freedom across whatever. Yeah. We're like Macron can like do part of that i think macron's been like the the thing that then's actually quite interesting is that then france's relations with china have actually improved under him well, theoretically because because he's doing the classic gaullist french thing yeah. which is trying to um basically leverage power within the european union as it is now or like the economic community uh, as it was under de gaulle in order to like carve out a special place for france within the world system yeah. where france can act relatively uh, autonomously in foreign policy and also retain, you know, what's left of the French economy versus like German imperialism, basically. As I mean, see this it. is, this I is guess... just harkening back to the dumbest post I ever made, which is the, the handshake, <laughs> the handshaking meme where one arm was labeled China's multipolar world. The other arm was labeled Gaulism. And in the middle, it was France has nukes and should run Europe. I agree. Yeah, I like that post. I want to find it and retweet it. <laughs> it's lost, lost the sounds of time. Wow, well, R.I.P. We ordered some food and it's arrived, and we're just kind of oh, wonderful. What'd you guys get? Got some uh, uh, Korean fried chicken. Nice. Very you guys exciting. got that over there. That's a tasty. Oh, absolutely. Tasty the, treat. the 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 new Korean media wave has spread all over the world. Wow! Um, First K-pop, and then. Korean fried chicken. That's pretty the, good. The, you guys just get some Mexican food over there and you'll actually have a civilization. We have, there is one decent Mexican place because Ugh. it is, is run by Californians. Which one? Uh, uh, Dolores. Oh, that place is okay. Yeah. yeah. There's actually like three or four decent Mexican places now. There's, there's, there's a, that's the only way that like the new world can raise you to the level of civilization. Is I agree. To, I, I, I fully support this. I, 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 from someone from Ireland and like, and lived in the UK, I see your Mexican food and raise you really good Indian food all the time. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's I have fair. someone as someone who's had <laughs> Indian food in America and someone who's had Indian food in London. They fucking slay it over there, man. Yeah. We don't have anything close to that here. So in the good. States, so. I miss it so much. It's really sickly sweet here in Germany. Oh, yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, oh. it's not good. I don't, I've Indian. never had good Indian food. I know for a fact that this is not it. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I don't know. I think that then Mexican food from my neck of the woods slaps really fucking hard in Arizona. So in Arizona. Yeah, yeah, rips. absolutely. Oh, it, hell yeah. It rips so hard. I think that's that, Tex Mex, right? Yeah. No, it's just just mexican food it's like tex-mex is more new mexico and, and texas and whatnot where are you from in arizona uh phoenix oh no shit my my mother retired down to uh outside of albuquerque i know that's not even the same state oh but no like, but i love the this, southwest it's this, it's, it's, this, it's this it was the same territory at one point but the so. isn't a lot of like aren't a lot of californians also retiring to like oh, santa fe and talk. stuff no, they're all moving to phoenix and they're driving prices up on everything yeah. well phoenix uh, is like literally running out of water now yeah so it is yeah that should put a little like a little kink in the housing market yeah <laughs> oh yeah and the thing i found out too recently is that the like Arizona sells a bunch of water to Saudi Arabia. That's so funny. Mm. You told me that. <laughs> yeah, it is that insane. Rules. It fucking sucks. Just for like the worst water park in yeah. fucking Riyadh. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> the neon water pure, park. Yeah, with that, with that, that one yeah. straight line. 
It's just one <laughs> slide that goes for hundreds of miles. It's it's so you good. You can't get off it. I need to. You're committing for like six hours. <laughs> so, and then like Mohammed bin Salman is just like telling you it's the best idea for a water slide. Like, oh, what, if, what, if, what if there was a water slide that just never ended? What if there was a water slide that you can do your entire mandatory education while on it? Oh, agree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, so Zizek, right? We were we were talking Zizek, <laughs> yeah, Zizek's piece, uh, yeah, his piece. So like we can we can quibble, I guess, about whether calling Macron a technocrat is correct or not. I think I don't think that that like no. dooms dooms his piece or not. But um, what oh, were no. the other? His main his main point is that like the left kind of needs to care about like law and order, so that we can uh, uh, um, so that people don't vote for the right over time basically what, 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 i don't i don't i don't get that point still though that's that's the hard that's the he hard believe, he like he believes the riots are making people like jean messia the like guy who does the fundraiser for the cops family like they are like they are birth, birthing people like him and if if, if zizek wants the left whatever the fuck that means i guess the people mm-hmm. who read the new statesman or like us i, I don't know who that if he wants the left to more um, assiduously and effectively manage like the decline of this mode of production and ensure that like uh, as the social decay and the social rot of this dying empire is like uh, socially managed in such a way through police and through prisons and social workers, if he thinks that that's what our goal should be and that, you know, we people should be running for elected office on like, uh, I don't know, like beating up the Moors in the in the Bonlus and like having enough prisons to make sure that anybody who forgets their driver's license is either shot or incarcerated. If that's mm. what Zizek truly believes that we should be working on right now, then OK, fine. That's all well and good. But reading this piece, you would have thought that like, uh, I don't know, four or five years ago or so, like the other great you know, uh, insurrectionary moment against Macron never happened, which was the yellow vest movement, yeah. which like, yes, people will quibble or people can argue about whether it was like a leftist movement. Uh, people can argue about whether it was like fully taken over by the right or whether there was any potential social change that could have come, come out of that particular thing. But the, it was an economic struggle and it was one that relied on, uh, if not rioting, certainly like blocking public passage, going up against the cops and fighting the cops. And I think there's reason to actually be interested in and validate a lot of what the Yellow Vest movement did. But that's not but but Zizek, by not including that, makes it seem as though like law and order and and this sort of sense of carceral justice is always the the um the take that we should be having or like the policies that we should be shooting for but those same cops who were in the banlu like trying calling for insurrection against the state and beating up these protesters and rioters were the ones that were out in the circles and beating up the uh the yellow vest protesters just some years ago yeah i think it's just i mean one it kind of comes off that Zizek, this isn't the first time he's done it, like, just doesn't do his basic research before, you know, spilling out just one of the most idiotic opinions that you'll read. Um, But also, too, like, I do feel that then more and more, and this, I mean, you know, this isn't just a dig at him, but just, like, in the sense that 
I feel that then France is a really like the yellow vest protest is the perfect example of that. Like working class protests look like that. They're mm-hmm. not, you know, this like Gijek falls into the category of what I would say that then like a lot of German activist groups fall into where they will continuously split themselves into a thousand ways, whatever, because they don't want to work with, you know, someone that may have used a word that they don't like or something like that. Or mm-hmm. because the reality of it is, is that then that is like a broader working class movement is you realizing that then that the working class is not a bunch of activists mm-hmm. that, you know, or saints you, for that matter. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I think that then that, um, Die Linke has this problem just in general as a party currently mm-hmm. in Germany because a lot of their membership is either too academic, like they literally went door to door being like, good day, sir. Are you a member of the precariat? (laughs) We hear from the Rosa Luxemburg stiff tongue. Yeah. uh, It's like interesting theories for you. And it's like the thing of it is that like, like the thing that France, I feel not that like the France French left is doing super well or whatever, but at least in the sense of like workers movements in France clearly have picked up. Uh, I think that then that the 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 level of solidarity that you see in France, depending on what the issue is, is is quite impressive for a Western European country. And every leftist is going to want to go and nitpick at it and be like, oh, well, that's not my thing that then I would want. And Zizek sees these riots, which rioting is a completely legitimate form of political action. And is like, well, you know, it's messy. I don't like it. And it's like, well, mm. like it or not, you should at least support then the action behind it, not go and be like, well, you know, the left needs to find their Richard Nixon. You mm. know, like what kind of like that's just a childish. We need left Macron. Yeah. You know, and it's just like the sense One of election that, that would be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. It's just that it literally is just the uh, the um, the political compass where it's Macron, only Macron's guy. <laughs> only Macron's, yeah. yeah. Where it's like that one of them is like, so yeah, read capital or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you'll And hiding behind it is a De Gaulle yeah. <laughs> like pulling the compass away and yeah. peering out the And mind. the thing is, is that like if you speak to like any French leftist worth their weight in water, will then tell you that then things like the yellow vest movement while not perfect is still a working class movement yeah you know okay yeah whatever oh they might be racist this and that and that it's like well sure fine there's also people who are like algerian marching right next to them too there's also people who are like you know from melachon's party who are marching alongside people from front nazi it's like unfortunately in this current political climate this is what a working class movement is looking like now you can at least like go and try to like you know offer up the olive branch to the people who are worth it you know i'm mm. not saying you know it's not you don't have to go talk to the actual fucking like i want to reunite vichy france sort of person yeah, no but, there's there's like the front national people and those people can be safely put off to one side yeah. and maybe we make bad things happen to them and that's fine but then yeah there's like the much larger and contradictory and complex uh working class which is the majority of french society yeah. there's all this hand-wringing you know, happening, uh, at least in like the English language press, which we've been reading over here, where it's like, well, we we uh, built all these immigrants, nice libraries and we built them bike <laughs> lanes and we made them parks and like, but that but then still we have all this social ferment and these riots, you know, um, I 
pretty sure the issue here is not not enough cops in France. It's not even not enough bike lanes in the banlieue or whatever. Mm. The problem is without being too reductive, the economy. It's the fact that like there's been a failure to integrate this lower section, this immigrant proletarian section of the working class into the rest of French society because the fundamental issue is there's not enough jobs to integrate those people into society. And so now you'd have to look at a politics that wasn't like a left Macron law and orderism, but something, if you're going to be a reformist, that looks more like Mitterrand in the 1980s. You have to start looking at industrial policy. You need to start like questioning why is it that all of these industrial jobs, which was able to integrate various different sections of the working class in France together, why have those disappeared now? And how does that end up leaving tens of millions of uh, French people? Uh, French people behind, whether they're immigrants or not. But this is not a question that Macron wants to ask. It's not a question that they ask in the New York Times or in the Build. Uh, but it's disappointing that it's not even a question that uh, Slavoj Žižek wants to pose. Hmm. Right? He wants this to be about. He wants to isolate this issue of law and order. And in an abstract sense, he's very right. You know, like of course the effects of crime, the effects of social decay. Uh, land more on the poor than they do the rich. The rich, you know, can always fly away to Fiji or whatever when they want to get away from it. But by isolating this in this sense and turning this sort of necessity for there to be social order under any type of uh, political system, any type of uh, society, turning this into a virtue, I think really completely misses the points of what the riots are all about. Yeah. yeah, and it really, it really, I mean, at least from my perspective, it really just kind of seems like in the sense of that then I don't think he would. I mean, he didn't write the same op-ed a couple of months ago when there were riots happening in France with, you know, pension reform, pension reform. You know, it's like right. there is there is a bit of something else that then is here that then I feel that is G-Jex writing it's suspect. Is, yeah. You know, I'm not going to suspect. There's there's also, I think, uh, a huge assumption that's been made, which is those who riot or protest at this moment are the left. When a lot of them are just people in France who live in the bottom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're yeah. seventeen-year-olds yeah. exactly. without yeah. social prospects. This isn't yeah. the left per se. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of people marching who just like who live in the suburbs of France who at most times would probably vote for something like Les Republicains. Yeah, but I mean, just like, like but don't want to see a dude. Where was kill. your op-ed though? In the sense where they were like literally doing similar tactics a couple months ago. Yeah, like dude, I mean. When- I don't understand, like, all these, we've we've been talking through this episode, all these Americanisms are spreading all over the place. If there's Mm -hmm. one thing that America can teach you about law and order, is that when you create a huge carceral state, when you use police solutions for poverty and, you know, the, the depravity of working class life in a society, those very same police, that very same carceral system will be used for all sorts of other things. If you look at France and their majestic history of direct action and industrial action, Hmm. you know, if you're calling for more law and order, then that's also going to pertain to blocking the fucking oil refineries during a protest against the retirement age being raised. It's going, you know, the French working class, the industrial working class still has the ability and the tradition where when they get laid off because a factory is shutting down, they occupy the factory grab a bunch of dynamite and and like kidnap the boss and threaten to blow the thing sky high unless they get like massive severance packages law and order in that instance is like 
you you really want to <laughs> you really want to bring more cops into that situation like we want to actually uphold these aspects of social struggle i mean if we're if we're just listing off our favorite various actions that the French have taken over the years. It was the pension reforms protests where like the power companies started turning off power to various like Macron party official uh, yeah. uh, houses and stuff. <laughs> it was like, you don't have power anymore. That, that was enjoyable. His, his selective take on this mm. really, really, really opens him up to the accusation that he's racist. You know, and yeah, that's 100%. not something that I like throw yeah. around all the time, but like no. he's just, just going face first into this brick wall. I think he's also made some uh, uh, um, comments about like protests that occurred recently in like Czech Republic and Slovakia over uh, they were like farmers protests because yeah. Ukrainian grain, which we've now started bringing into the EU out of like mm. solidarity or something. Poland as well. There have been protests. Yeah. It's, it's in like, Romania, there's been protests about the Ukrainian grain. Yeah, lowering like the 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 prices for the like our own farmers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think he made some very favorable co- comments about those like protests, even though they were, I think, kind of reactionary and also like very white, uh, uh, mm. because they're not you know they're not farm laborers, they're farm owners, uh, they are giant landlords. Like, oh, like um, what happened in the Netherlands when they yeah, tried to pass those the, the, uh, the, carbon oh, yeah. and the, nitrogen laws, right? The Dutch ones were particularly theatrical, but... Yeah. Yeah. They were, like, throwing shit at the cops and stuff Manure, like that. Manure, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. They yeah. were, like, blocking the major highways with their tractors. Northern Italy did that as well. Yeah. yeah. This, it's just a thing that then always kind of sucks with g to me, is that then there are, like... Uh, I, I I do. I mean, he is still part. Of, like, I'm not going. Oh no, he's not a leftist. He's very much part of the political left. Like, I think he very much is like a Marxist in his in his thought process, and all that. It just makes it very upsetting for someone that then is like. I mean, not that I like particularly like you know like or love him, but in the fact that then he's a very accessible Marxist. That then I know for a fact that then I have used Chijik as someone for people who were like on that like Jordan Peterson thing for a while mm. to kind of like get mm. them away from Peterson. Well, the debate know? they had is yeah, probably exactly. a pretty but good not one. Not even just that, but in the sense that he's very like, he's, he's, he has a personality. He, he's, he's a bit clownish, but he's yeah. charismatic as hell in his own Yeah, life. you know, and then just in the sense that that's like, there's a lot of good shit that then that he has said in the past and that he, like, you know, this is why I don't, again, like I said, I, I don't want to throw out the accusation that then he is racist, but it's like, bro, like, where is your, Look, he, like, it's, it's possible whether he admits yeah. it or not that racism is a component of this. I mean, let's not yeah. put it past a 70 year old man from no, 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 Slovakia. But it also, you know, without knowing that, it, we're not out here to cancel. No, 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 right? absolutely but, not. It just, it's, it's, it's upsetting to see that then that the like law and order thing, this and that and that. It's just like, dude, like, dude, he's the, the 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 fundamental fact is, and what we should be looking at in this is not this individual take, but yeah. like his series of various different good mediocre and bad takes that he's had over the last like 5, 10, 15 years or whatever and call him what he is, which is that, okay, he's a Marxist, but he's an academic and he's a media figure. And he has for, I'm sure his own personal reasons, given his background and what he's seen uh, in his life, given up fundamentally on the idea of revolution. And so therefore what he's doing in this law and order article is a, he's trying to have a hot take. So people will talk about him. B, he's trying to get paid and, you know, everybody has to do that. Fine. But C, 
He's also moved into a realm of his life and his politics and his analysis where he's more about instead of like an imminent critique of capitalist society and understanding how we move past it. Again, he's gotten into the spot where he's he's bringing up ways that we can manage capitalist decline and manage people, manage the working class. Right. That's what this law and order shit about is how do we most effectively manage the working classes of the various societies of of Europe? And that, in my mind, is, I guess, if you're an academic Marxist and that's how you want to make your buck and stay in the limelight, that's fine. But what separates us from him, hopefully, and I mean us in a broader sense, is that we're not interested just, in merely the managing of the decline of French right society. Now. Yeah. Right? I just, uh, the other the other bit of context is like everyone else who was his contemporary at like uh, um, Ladina, the, 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 the youth party, um, the youth party of like communist Slovenia that he used to write for, uh, um, everyone else. Oh yeah. The one that, that also, what's his name was a member of too. Yansha. Uh, Yansha. Yeah. Everyone else that came from that publication, like went a lot further right wing and kind of insane. Like the, mm. the, the kind of like urbanist prime minister of Slovenia also came from the same publication and was a contemporary of like Slavoj. Uh, um, yeah, it, it gets a lot weirder. It's just, most of them are still yeah, speaking. No, I mean, he's for the Slovenian boomer communist, post communist, he's doing pretty all right. You know, yeah. let's not like throw him to the wolves. But I think <laughs> that you can see how this particular take comes about from his very particular position he has within media and academia and, yeah. uh, and everything. Right. I think with all of that, uh, that's been your weekly corners, Petty. Sean. Thank you so much for coming on. This was a lot of fun. I've come back anytime. If you'd uh, have absolutely. Me. Yeah. We are, we're happy to inform you. I think, I think next time we should probably inform you of sillier things. Uh- <laughs> it hasn't been very silly. Oh, I love a, talking this shit. No, it's fun. It hasn't been a silly week. That's the unfortunate no, thing. No. Yeah. We were kind of hoping that we'd have some silly episodes because like last week we had to do Prigozhin's weird coup attempt mm. and the the reason the riot started and that's two bummer episodes kind of in a row so the Prigozhin thing was kind of funny it was just a lot to deal with anyway well maybe <laughs> another five billionaires will go down in a submarine and implode themselves again and then you could have me on we could laugh at them we should do an episode on that uh, um, Danish millionaire who like trapped people in his personal submarine oh, yeah, in Copenhagen yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, this was years know. ago he would just like hit on women by bringing them into the submarine. And oh, that was horrible. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Then he like tried to escape from prison with a gun. It's the whole thing. That's how <laughs> I would escape from a prison is with a gun. You definitely don't oh, want to yeah. do it without a gun. Yeah. <laughs> First step in prison, get a gun. Yeah. <laughs> Find the biggest gun and punch it. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, strongly recommend Antifada. I've been uh, uh, really enjoying the diving into the wreckage series. Can we legally oh, say you. that in Germany? Yes. <laughs> oh, Support. diving into the wreckage. You're allowed to say. No, 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 oh no, no, no. Antifada. Oh, Antifada. Antifada. <laughs> strongly yeah. recommend Antifada. Strongly recommend resistance to the Israeli occupation of Palestine. <laughs> Shout out this week. <laughs> um, yeah, so go listen to that. Go check out Sean uh, and Varn talk about uh, uh, the world and political economy. It's very enjoyable. Uh, It'll be sh- somehow even more dour than this conversation that we had. I've been binging the episodes because I was a bit behind. I don't recommend that. 
pace yourself. <laughs> you want to take that in all at once, right? Yeah, put a put out a silly comedy podcast between the two of them or something. Yeah, yeah. You you should have Varn on. That'd be fun. You can probably draw out some humor and whatever. Oh, God, he has yeah. a sense of humor too. That'd be fun to fun to. I listen get the imp- to. I get the impression you can really wind him up, and he just goes. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I'd be interested in having him on for sure. Um, uh, all right. Well, thank you very much. Go check out Antifada, and we will catch you next week. Ciao, ciao. Bye-bye. Bye.